You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hey guys, so we are doing something a little different for this week. I had an opening for my podcast and things kind of took a unexpected turn with that. So it's going to be me, just myself doing the podcast on this episode. So I really wanted to be consistent and giving you a weekly episode. And there's so many things that I've seen in my practice over the last 10 years that I start to really see a lot of patterns. I feel like one of my superpowers is seeing patterns with patients' symptoms and being able to connect all the dots. And one of the main things that people come and see me for is just because they're tired, they just need more energy. And it's not like one of those things where there's an actual diagnosable illness. It's just, they're just not feeling great. It's one of those things they would go to their conventional doctor and they'd say, everything's fine. And then you just leave and go, okay, I don't feel fine. Something feels off. So I see this quite a bit. And a lot of times there are some simple reasons for that and making some basic tweaks makes a huge difference. So I wanted to share this with you. I felt like it would be a really helpful, practical episode that you can take some good actionable tools right away. You can start to implement and notice a difference. So the title of my episode is five habits that are zapping your energy. And so let's jump into it. The first habit that I see a lot with patients is not having a nighttime routine. So if you think about it, you're go, go, go all throughout the day. You're kind of in this on mode. And especially just nowadays in 2021, there's a lot going on, lots of distractions, everybody's busy. And so the day can feel pretty intense for a lot of us. And let's say when you go camping, right? You go camping, there's not electricity. You don't have all these lights all around you. You are outside. I can think back to when I went to the Grand Canyon back in 2018, I went on a family trip. We were rafting through the Grand Canyon. And when it was time for us to camp, It was astounding how dark it was. It was pitch black. And all you could see when you look up are just all these constellations above you. It was just absolutely gorgeous, but it was so dark. And the only light that we had was from the moon. And so depending on what lunar cycle the moon is in, it's either pretty much pitch black, or if it's a full moon, that's the only light you really have. Our bodies are still wanting that to be the case. So if you constantly have lights on all around you, if you have your TV on, if you have lights from the ceiling constantly on, the body thinks that it's still daytime. And so as a result of that, you make daytime hormones. Melatonin is a hormone that's made from your pineal gland in your brain, and it's only made when it's dark. So if you aren't really getting that darkness, if you think about it, it should be around the time that the sun goes down. That's when you want to start to bring those lights down, bring the stimulation down your body at that point really wants to wind down and go to sleep. So that would be the first habit is not having a nighttime routine. I tend to tell my patients, you want to have at least an hour before bedtime that you start to power down your electronics. You want to have your room dark. Ideally, it should be pretty cool. 
So in the 60s, uh, 62 to 68 is what's found to be the best temperature for really good sleep quality. I know a lot of people may say, oh my gosh, it's freezing, but you'd be surprised if you're real cozy and, and warm in your bed, but it's cooler around you. It ends up actually really helping with getting better sleep. And I don't recommend to read from a tablet. You want to read just a regular paper book. Try to be bored. It's actually one of the best things is to be bored. There's a great book called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And he talks about just one of the best things you can do is be bored every single day at some point. And how often are we bored now? We're not bored very often. That's when we have the best ideas, when we start to dream and imagine things, when we have that downtime just to be with our thoughts. So I encourage you to start to implement a nighttime routine. And I can pretty much guarantee if you even just did only this one thing, you'll start to sleep better. You will feel like you are charging your batteries more than before, and you'll feel different. There's a lot of amazing hormonal changes that happens when you're sleeping. Number one is you have a release of growth hormone. Growth hormone helps with tissue repair, tissue healing. During the day, it's that wear and tear. It's a catabolic process. And during the nighttime, it's anabolic. That's when you build your tissues back and you heal. So human growth hormone is the really main hormone that does that. Also having great sleep helps with your sex drive a lot. And it also can help with your metabolism. So there's a lot of research that shows that sleep deprivation, not only does it affect things like your focus, your attention, brain power, but it also slows down your metabolism quite a bit and it makes you age a lot faster. So getting that nighttime routine will start to optimize your sleep. So you'll wake up with more energy and just that in and of itself can be a game changer. The second habit that can be zapping your energy is not getting enough sunshine. So on the flip side, just how I said, you need to have that darkness at night, actually need to have sunshine during the day. And you might think that you're getting sunshine, but for a lot of us, we're inside, we wake up in the morning. Yeah, we might get some sunshine through the windows, but it's not getting the full spectrum of the sun rays. We get into our car, we drive to work, we're inside at an office, and then we get back in our car, drive home, and then we're just inside our houses. That's for a lot of us. So generally the rule of thumb is you want to get, if you think about like, how long does it take for you to actually get like a sunburn? So for me, it probably takes an hour. So I want to try to get about 30 minutes most days of sun. So an easy little tool you can start doing is in the morning, don't look at your phone when you first wake up. If you can keep it, of course you can keep it outside of your room. I don't recommend to keep your phone in your room. So keep it outside of your room. Use a regular alarm clock. You don't need to have your phone as an alarm clock. And right when you wake up, go outside, even just for 10 minutes. If it's cold, bundle up and just sit outside because that right there will help to give you that adrenal reset. It'll start to communicate to your brain that it's daytime and that will start to give you more energy. Did you know that you make serotonin from the sun? That's why people who live in maybe the Pacific Northwest or in more higher altitude, or I guess longitude areas, <laughs> they tend to have more depression during the winter time because they're not getting the sun. So you want to get outside, get that sunlight exposure. Don't wear some sunglasses in the morning, try to get that morning sun. And it will not only help to boost your energy because it'll help your adrenals to reset, but it'll also give you a mood boost since you'll be making more serotonin and that'll make you feel happier. <laughs> okay. Third tip that might be zapping your energy is food sensitivities. I see this a lot in my practice. I test for this all the time. Digestion actually requires a lot of energy. And if you're eating foods that you don't tolerate very well, that's going to require a lot more energy as well. And then the downside of that 
also would be it's affecting your gut health. So you're not going to be absorbing things as well. And that can lead to other problems that we'll get into in a little bit. So addressing food sensitivities is important. How do you do that? You could do it the cheap way, which isn't very easy, is doing an elimination diet. So at least three weeks, if you can cut out the top food allergens, the main ones that I see in my practice would be gluten, dairy, corn, soy, and sugar. Those are the top five. So avoiding those, and then you can see how you feel. If you notice your energy is a lot better, then it's a good clue that those are probably issues for you. Maybe all five, maybe just one. And then you add them back in one at a time. Try to give yourself two to three days in between adding in each food. So you can see if there's a delayed reaction. With a food sensitivity, it's not a quick thing. It's not like an allergy where you eat some shrimp and your face swells up and you need an EpiPen or you get like a bee sting, right? These are allergy reactions. Food sensitivities are different. Those are delayed reactions where it can take two to three days sometimes to get symptoms. So maybe you eat corn on Monday and Wednesday, you get joint pain, you get brain fog. So it can show up like that and it can be a delayed reaction. The second way to identify food sensitivities would be to test. I always say test, don't guess. It's hard to tease through symptoms a lot of times. So this is a a way that you can check antibodies in the blood to different foods. And it's very helpful to see this because it can help to give some clarity around what you might be reacting to. It can depend on how often you're having these different foods. So let's say you make a smoothie every day and you do the same ingredients every single day and you've been doing it for years, you might get a sensitivity to something in that. So it's always good to check. So it'd be the third thing. The fourth thing that I see that zaps your energy is it's a combination of things. I would just say it's an overstimulation type of problem. So you're getting either too much technology exposure, which I'm sure most of us can probably identify with. And it's because you're not getting enough downtime. So it's just too much stimulation. We definitely need that downtime. So try to be bored every day, like I said. But one of the things I've started implementing that is a game changer for me is keeping my phone off for periods of time during the week. So I've been picking Sunday as my day. So I will try to keep the phone off for the whole day. I know that's not doable for a lot of people. And if I can't do that, I'll do it just for the afternoon. So I'll shut it off midday in the afternoon. I let my friends and family know, Hey, I'm not going to be reachable. You can contact my brother. If you need to reach me, they just know that's going to be a break that I'm going to give myself. And I am astounded at how good I feel. I wake up the next day feeling better, just giving yourself that downtime. Now, if it really just means you can turn your phone off for two hours, cool, whatever works for you, just do a bit of an inventory on yourself. How are your habits with your technology? Are you giving yourself any downtime? And if you're not, then set some of those boundaries to do that. And you'll probably be really refreshed doing that. So the fifth habit that I find is zapping your energy would be deficiencies. I do deficiency testing on every single patient in my practice. It's my favorite panel because with that, I can give specific recommendations for what foods are needed, what supplements might be necessary, and also what supplements they may be able to stop because sometimes you're too high in certain levels of things, right? So deficiencies are pretty much across the board for every person. I've seen just maybe a couple people in my career that had optimal nutrients of everything, but it's, it's very rare that I see it, especially athletes. Athletes tend to burn through their nutrients a lot faster as just a part of respiration and metabolism and all that, and just tissue repair. So I see a lot of deficiencies for that. And then people who have digestive problems, I see a lot of deficiencies and also vegetarians and vegans. I see that as well. 
The main nutrients that tend to correlate with fatigue would be B12. I'm sure you guys know B12 is important for energy, but also vitamin B5. B5 is a very important B vitamin that helps the adrenal glands to work properly. So if you're low on B5, you can really drag. Also vitamin C. Vitamin C is necessary for your adrenal hormones. In fact, if you were to go hunting and eat your prey, whatever you hunt and you eat their adrenal glands, you're going to have a huge amount of vitamin C that you get with that. So vitamin C is necessary for adrenal function. We don't make our own vitamin C like dogs, for example, they make their own vitamin C for us. We have to take it in our diet. That's an important one. And then other deficiencies I see frequently would be magnesium. Magnesium is involved in over 300 different reactions in the body. And so that is really key. And then the last deficiency I see for the vast majority of my patients would be omega-3 deficiency. So using a good quality fish oil or eating a lot more wild fish is, is really key. And so those are five habits that are zapping your energy. So just to review, the first would be a nighttime routine. The second would be not having enough sunshine. The third would be food sensitivities. The fourth would be too much stimulation or technology. And the fifth would be deficiencies. So I hope this is helpful. I hope you can take some of these tools and implement them. If you're the kind of person you have to try one thing at a time, just first pick the nighttime routine and work on your sleep. And then you can chip away at the rest from there. If you are wanting to get some testing done to see what's going on, if you are suspecting maybe you have a food sensitivity or adrenal fatigue or maybe you want to look into leaky gut. Maybe if you are suspecting anemia or hormone imbalances, let's work together. We can do some testing. If you're local, we can see you in person here in San Diego, or we can do appointments over the phone or on zoom and just give the office a call. You can get our information at shinenaturalmedicine.com and we can get to the root of it. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and it was helpful for you. Share it with anyone who is tired and needs a bit of a boost and hopefully they can get something out of it. Really appreciate you guys. God bless you. And we'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.